we all deserve a summer holiday. Yes. We woke up with on a summer holiday. No more working for a week or two. Does no one remember that song? Yeah, we do, but it's a lie because there's no such thing as summer holiday for grown-ups. Mm-hmm. Annual leave. Oh, so angry. My my little brother one time. <laughs> you know when, when I started working, Kelwa asked me, Kelwa was like, oh, so when's your... Kelwa's like, oh, so it's just summer holiday. I was like, I hate to break it to you, mate. But, um, when you grow up, you don't have them anymore. Get summer holiday. You're that horrified when you found out that like <laughs> summer holiday is no longer a thing. Uh, it's like they need to make sure that they enjoy their last long summer. You know, yeah. after uni. I know. Oh, Remember that last summer. summer. I didn't. I feel like I didn't enjoy it properly because I had spent a lot of it working. Yeah. yeah I like I had like three or four jobs that summer. Yeah. How's that? Know. I don't know which summer to, to think about because the summer when we came back from our year abroad was the summer of 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a good that summer. Was, that was a good summer, actually. It was a good summer. That was, was a really good summer. That was the summer I, I discovered online dating. Yeah, we and there was always oh. stuff. Hey, Baba. There was always stuff happening. Yeah. Like, everyone was still friends. Don't want to fall in out yet. That's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were just happy to like be back in the UK as well. Yeah, we were. People were happy to see us. They'd miss yeah. us. Everyone had missed us. That doesn't happen to me anymore. <laughs> They're like, oh, you again. Nobody ever misses me. <laughs> oh. Right, well. I hope you all missed us because uh, we are back with another episode of the Mr. Meanwhile podcast. Uh, I hope you all had a lovely summer break, even though we've been in the thick of it with this uh, pandemic. And we're now back at the time where it's dark by eight o'clock. So summer, Titan, summer finished, summer done. <laughs> but um, here with me are my lovely co-hosts. So, Damini and Sharon, how are you? I am chilling. I'm sad now that you reminded me that it's dark and it's not even nine o'clock yet. I just looked out of the window and I was like, oh my gosh, she's right. <laughs> yeah, I've summer's, been... Summer's finished. Yeah, I've been hit with a, the bad case of the summer blues, even though summer literally only just done. But yeah. <sighs> I've got to lip, pick my head up as we go into winter. Yeah, mm. I feel like normally, like... Um, you know, like carnival weekend is when you get to say goodbye to someone properly. Even if you don't mm. go to carnival, it's like a. Do you know what I mean? It's a weekend where you feel like okay. Yeah. Like kind of winding down. I didn't really have that feeling with carnival. Weekend. There was no closure. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And that's probably why it was even more depressing when bank holiday came and done on the first of September. I was like, wow, I'm not hungover on the first of September. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like I can actually function today. What? Exactly. What is this? <laughs> Oh, it feels like a New Year feeling. I always get that sort of New Year feeling around September because of like having worked in the academic year for the last how many years of my life. So um, starting into September, I get that ah that new start. But because of the way this year has functioned, no new start. <laughs> just no new start. Just, yeah. I feel like that as well. I wonder if it's because it's been so long in tour that in my head September's like another start of the year as well. Yeah. I think also, if anything, we deserve a new start to the year because this year has been trizzash so far. But anyway, let's get lost in another crime story. Uh, so buckle up, crime fans. Um, um, I will hand over to Damini to lead today's episode. Hi, 
Um, so, yeah, apologies because part of the reason why it was taking so long to come back to you is because, again, I am disorganised. Um, so, yeah, so I, yeah, I am disorganised. So, um, I've got a case and you have to bear with me because I was telling the girls that I, um, I put it together a week ago and I've not looked at it since then. So if I'm stumbling, don't worry, we'll just work it. We'll, we work it together. So, right. Uh, we'll manage now. <laughs> so setting the scene, it is November 2006. Um, and a body is discovered um, in front of a house in Mississippi. And it is the body of a woman called Avis Banks. Can we spell Mississippi? Can we just take a pause to spell Mississippi? <laughs> do you know, I, do you know I, can, I can spell it because my grandma taught me a song. Go on, sing it. Okay. Go on then, sing it. Oh, God, I shouldn't have said this. Go on, sing it now, go on. Okay, so it goes, Mississippi, 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 M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-
really high achieving she did really well in school she took part in a lot of beauty pageants um and she won quite a lot of beauty pageants as well so she was always really really well liked mm-hmm. um after she kind of you know um after she, yeah, she went to university got her degree um and then she took a job as a kindergarten teacher and while she's doing this she starts to pursue a doctorate degree so she's actually really really super ambitious mm-hmm. um and then she took a job in jackson mississippi because it was better paying um oh that's okay let me go back to before this carla had actually gotten engaged to a man um oh. and she'd fallen pregnant um and then two months before the wedding the guy ran off oh okay so he, uh, abandoned her and abandoned her pregnant with this baby wow okay and never looked back so carla raised the boy, the boy by herself men are um, what yeah trash <laughs> In case you you forgot, we're here to remind you. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so so yeah, Carla got gets this job in Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. It's better paying job. Um, The area is a little bit shady, but she's like, you know, I've got to make this money, kind of thing. So she leaves her son with her parents while she gets settled before she brings him over. So also working at this school is none other than Keon Pittman who was the basketball coach at the school that she was teaching at. So they start to get really, really close. I feel like I already know what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I already know how the story is going to run. They start to get really, really close. Um, love basketball kind of, with a twist. <laughs> they love and basketball. <laughs> <laughs> with a bit of a twist at the end. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he even went, so the, this time, all this time they're saying, oh, we're just friends, we're just friends. But he even went on a trip with her to see her family. Um, and her family oh, at the so time what? were like, yeah. So family were like, you guys sure you're just friends? They were like, yeah, we're just mates. Um, I've, I've, I've never taken a male friend to, on a trip to go see my family before. No, because why, why you do not meet the parents? Like, what? Unless the guy's bringing a ring after he meets my parents, then I don't understand what what the purpose is like and I get people have friends I do get it I get it but I'm Nigerian and I've got my Nigerian woman hat on like I'm not bringing anyone to my mom and dad unnecessary so I'm confused I'm like, I'm like who is this <laughs> what's what's my friend I could imagine your mom your mom just standing there and being like so mom would be so confused um so part of the reason why they're saying this whole we're friends we're friends is because keon is actually engaged at the time to avis banks um they've been engaged for a couple of years um they actually moved to jackson mississippi together because keon kind of followed keon in this basketball job that he got um avis took a job as a daycare worker um they got in a house um avis had then also gotten pregnant um so then they were, you know, planning for their future, having this baby, brand new house, brand new city, newly engaged, super excited about their future. So we're going to go back to the day of the murder. So. My family story, like what is I, it? Uh, my wife. Yes. Do you know what? I was, I was skeptical about doing it like this because I was like, am I even going to be able to follow this story? But I was like, do you know what? Let me just. No, I'm liking it so far. Taking me on a journey. <laughs> um. So on the day, this is before Avis has been killed. So Avis calls Keon while she's on her way home. Um, they just have like, you know, the normal chat you do when you're on your way home. Like, oh, what do you want for dinner? Who's going to pick up dinner? Can you pick up this? What time are you going to get home? 
um, they have a chat about what they're going to get for dinner. Keon agrees to get to buy dinner stuff, um, and then they mm-hmm. hang up. So Avis gets home, opens the garage. So apparently they had like a garage at the front of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Avis would do is park in front of the house, open the garage door kind of with the clicker thing, park, kind of make sure everything's okay, then drive into the garage, get out the car, close the door, the thing behind her. Um, so, but as she steps out of the car, um, she's shot. So oh, she just, okay. yeah, so she'd open the thing, steps out of the um, car and she's shot. Um, and I can't remember how many times she's shot, but she's shot um, and also stabbed as well. Ah. Yeah. She's shot and stabbed. And her body is there for three hours before she's found by Keon when he gets home. Whoa. So the person really wanted to make sure that she was exed, like done. Yeah. Cause... Wow. See, she, she's not happy about that. She's like, oh. <laughs> Do you know, so one of the things that always gets me um, when people do these kind of like, like killings like these like passion killings or so to speak it's like it's as if you're begging to be to be caught because one of the like I feel like number one thing they always say is that if it's more than just like a shooting stabbing come a lot of the time when it's multiple times requires kind of deep emotion there yeah yeah someone you're at close range is a very like personal Mm -hmm. crime like they know that this is someone that knows her yeah. So, so almost doing that, you're saying, please catch me. Exactly. Yeah, Come because on. like, they're two such close things. Like, you know, if someone is shot, you like you said, multiple times, like, if you're going to empty the clip on someone, that means you're really mad. Mad. <laughs> and that, that, like, strangers, as, like, strangers are rarely, if ever, that mad at you, though, they'll empty a whole clip inside of you. Like, mm-hmm. unless they're a mad person, which they exist, but it's not as common. That's also though. an option. <laughs> that's that person is also an option <laughs> don't choose it as an option yeah, yeah. choose divorce choose separation choose <laughs> anything else <laughs> honestly anything else yeah. before murder um but yeah so when the police turn up finally three hours later um they realize just the way it's been done avis has obviously been ambushed she didn't she didn't have to stand a chance basically and was she still pregnant at this point yes yes so sad so she was six months pregnant i want to say at the time so yeah so um yeah. She, she didn't stand, she didn't stand a chance basically i was like he didn't even care about his own yeah. child that breaks my heart you know that, that kind of makes the stabbing even more horrific yeah like yeah oh gosh yeah um so they're trying to figure out what you saying i know who already did it I'm <laughs> <laughs> you might I'm not i'm actually hoping for a plot twist but yeah. you know i think i think he so they're trying to figure out what happened. So trying to figure out what happened. And then they realize actually it looks like the back door. Like, you know, when you come into your garage, into the house, the back door has been kicked in. Um, and they, and the inside looks like it's been ransacked. So initially they think, oh, it's a robbery. Um, but then when they go inside, there's loads of valuables still there. It's like a flat screen TV, jewelry. They're still kind of sitting in that room that like. Come on, come on, rookie, please catch me. Yeah. Is, oh, I'm gonna make this look like a robbery, but not actually rob anything. No yeah. one should. No one should use this to like indict me at some point. But <laughs> I always think I'm like just grab a watch. couple of stuff. Like what's wrong with you? Like, In grab, it, grab, grab some stuff. Make sure that when you're breaking the glass to make it look like someone broke it, make sure you break it from outside, not inside, because mm. that's how they always catch them. 
Just but, but the, the, the TV is the TV is too big. Grab a phone. Grab a watch. Let's put on the t-shirt. Don't indict me, <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like a if, playing this if, big if. Yes. Um. So yeah. So then, and then obviously because the injuries included the stab wounds, they thought, yeah, this is a this is someone that knew her. It's a personal thing. So as they were um, analyzing the scene as well, they noticed that there's a shoe print um, on the door where it's been kicked in, which police can lift prints. I don't know how I feel about lifting prints as like evidence. I don't know how I feel about lifting prints. What do you mean? What, like lifting shoe prints. Take, yeah, it depends. Shoe. Like, if it's in your house, then you're going to have your shoe prints all over the gaff. So yeah. it's a bit yeah. confusing. And also, like, anybody can own the shoe. I know, huh? but sometimes they can match the shoe print to the actual shoe. True, yeah. Because yeah. certain shoe prints have like a distinctive print. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so obviously the police, have, like I've said, I'm still thinking, okay, Keon looks distraught. He looks really sad, but also they're still wondering how come he wasn't the one that called us if he found her body. So they ask him to come in for questioning, take him to the police station. This is the same night. Um, they ask him why he didn't make the 911 call himself. Let's well, his answer, come on. Um, and Keon, you know, some people might think this is a reasonable excuse, um, but he's, his response was that he wasn't sure about his cell phone plan. <laughs> so he wasn't sure if he included 911 calls on his cell phone plan. He's an idiot. That was, that was his excuse, that genuinely. <laughs> he's a genuine idiot. Me right now. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, he said, please lock me up. <laughs> you know, do you even want to know a fun fact? Do you want to yeah. know a fun fact that I found out, right, about 911 and all that jazz? So no matter where you are in the world, or basically in the UK and the US, let me not say no matter. <laughs> in the US, you call 911, right? Mm-hmm. In the UK, we call 999. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you call 911 in the UK, you will still get to 999. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's for people who may, be, who may have like, travelled and they, they know the number 911 as like, emergency. Mm-hmm. They may not necessarily know 999. So they've basically redirected 911 calls to 999. That makes sense, yeah. Don't um, like, indict me for this either, anyone. <laughs> younger, you know, remember I thought it was funny to, you know, call prank numbers. Oh, mm-hmm. Call 911. I wasn't trying to waste taxpayers' time before anyone tries to come at me but yeah so we tried it and yeah it does do that (laughs) (laughs) who's who's the we oh me and my brother sorry mecca (laughs) (laughs) so what you're taking a mecca down with you (laughs) exactly bad together (laughs) bad boys for life Right. So yeah, so then so then they're thinking that's odd because it's an emergency service. It doesn't really matter what your your cell phone, plan, your phone is. plan is. It's an emergency service, right? And even even if it wasn't an emergency, even if it was like basically, surely calling your calling the, the emergency services for your dead fiance, wouldn't you want to pay the extra two dollars if it was if it wasn't in your phone plan? Like, yeah. Wouldn't you Keon. expect someone to do that? Keon's cheap ass. Yeah. Don't date a stingy man. I don't date brokers, as Grace Grace Adjelore says. 
not believable, is it? Like he no, just couldn't think of anything. In that time where he wasn't calling the police, he had enough time to think about what he was going to say, and he still didn't think about it. That right? because he's stupid. <laughs> That's how Honestly. you know. Basketball coach, I expected more from him. I see. <laughs> really? Samuel Jackson. Had no shade. Did you and say you've seen Coach Carter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you had these. <laughs> you've seen Coach Carter finish. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so the police are still thinking this is a very bizarre response, but fine. Um, so they asked him about his day, and he said, "Oh yeah, that he went to work. Um, told them he went to the grocery store, um, and that when he went to the grocery store, he um, so basically he has another job where he works in a restaurant. So he went to that job first. Then he went to the grocery store. But he's not even broke. No, he has two jobs. My man got two jobs. My man got two jobs. I do not need this. <laughs> yeah, so he's got two jobs, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he said he went to work, went to the grocery store, and then he went to drop the food that he bought at Carla Hughes' house. Do you remember Carla Hughes from the beginning of the story? I told you, I know who did it. Yeah, so he dropped the food at Carla Hughes' house. Um... And they asked him, why would you drop the food at her house? And he said, oh, it's so that he, it didn't go off, basically, because he had to go back to his job at the, at the school as a basketball coach. So he said um, her house isn't far from the school. He just went to go drop it, and then he would pick it up on his way home. So he said he dropped it at the house, went to basketball practice, ran the session, and then um, back to Carla's house um, mm-hmm. and then home, where he found Avis. So they do gun uh, residue testing on him, start digging to confirm his alibi. Um, and they went to the restaurant where he worked um, and asked the people working there about like, oh, who have they seen with him? Who have they seen him mention? And a couple of the people mentioned Carla's name. So the police think, well, oh, we've heard this name a couple of times. Let's just, you know, maybe we should go have a word with her and see what she's saying. see what she's saying. Um, so the next day the police go to Carla's school to question her she's super upset apparently she's like when they once they see her she's already crying and to me not that I want to judge people's responses but part of me is like nobody said anything to you yet why are you already crying (laughs) yeah well remember like in other cases as well like we were talking about like people overdoing it so yeah so she was already crying were her and Avis close was it like a three-way friendship or was it just her and Keon so she says, so she says she knew Avis. Um, so they ask her kind of, you know, what's up? And she's like, oh, she says she's really sad for Keon. She didn't really know Avis, um, that she knew of Avis, but Keon was her friend and she was really sad for him. And then she says, but then she also volunteers the information that, oh, they weren't romantically involved at all. And the police are like, okay, nobody asked you, but thank you for telling us. Nobody asked you. Dobbing <laughs> <laughs> yourself in. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so they ask her to come in for questioning at the station, which she's really like happy to. She's cooperative, um, and she basically confirms what Keon says about how he dropped the food at her house. Then he went to the school and all that stuff. And um, she tells them about the call that she got from him after he found Avis's body. Um, and the police ask her, like, you know, is this kind of normal um, about you know Keon to call you when he like? gets home like don't you find it weird that he rang you after he found his wife and she would say no it wasn't that strange because Keon would like call her all the time he'd get home and ring her so the police were like he had a he had a fiance like didn't she find it weird that you guys spent all this time on the phone 
And she's like, oh, no, Avis knew about me. Like, he'd call me when she was there as well. Like, we used to speak all the time, blah, blah, blah. Why are you speaking to someone else's man? Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Whilst they're there. So the police ask her, they say. Cut you off. How would you guys handle that situation? So let me set the scene. Let me set the scenario. Okay, let's go. Baby boo, bae, before anyone else is on your right-hand side. (laughs) Drinking Prosecco or wine, whichever one you prefer, and all of a sudden his phone rings. Ring, ring. Hello. Hello. Hi, it's Amanda. <laughs> Amanda, who? <laughs> it's like a knock knock joke, isn't it? <laughs> I don't even know how I would react. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be like, who the hell is this? Like, I think I'd giggle. <laughs> So you'd giggle. No, you, fair enough. Answer, answer the phone to your friend, but be like, "Hey, I'm busy. I'm with my girl right now. That's fine." Don't be picking up the phone and be kicking, and I'm just sat there looking, like looking like look, man. Am I a fool? Am I a fool? Like, no. I can't what have believed Davis would have known and not have kicked off about this like a lot earlier. She sounds like a very patient. We're not really hearing much about what kind of person Avis was, you know what I mean? That thing is, that's if Carla's even telling the truth because Hmm. I think if someone calls your partner like once, (laughs) like, and you're like, okay, cool, fine, you just something you need to catch up about. But if it's the thing like Carla's suggesting that it's every evening, basically, you'd be like, what's going on? These two are wouldn't you minimize your relationships with that person yeah in it and it's like why are you trying to why are you making it easy for them to catch you why are you making it so blatantly obvious that you're carrying on behind this woman's back and it's like it's not a coincidence that you've been talking to my man non-stop you've been talking to him more than i've been talking to him <laughs> and then all of a sudden i end up dead what do you mean like what i told you they wanted to get caught um so then the detective thinks to ask her again, are you sure this guy is not your man? And she was like, well, actually, what I said before wasn't true. That, yeah, they were. <laughs> like, they were romantically involved, but it was nothing serious. Shock horror. Oh, they were just, um, what's the word? Uh, Pulling around. That's it, yeah. You know what? I think Did... they were doing drugs. They, so they were doing drugs. I think they must have been because who's this stupid? Like you guys wanted to maintain a story that for so long that we went n- nothing. We're friends. We're friends. We're friends. And then all of a sudden, sorry, officer, I lied. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you know, ah, uh, no, but you know, sometimes hanky panky can do wonderful things to your brain, wonderful and terrible yeah. things to your brain. It's, it's releases the same like what hormones? Yeah, dopamine in it. Yeah, needed that dopamine hit. It was the dick. Oh, sorry. The drugs. So then the police are like, okay, cool. Yeah, we kind of figured. Um, and then they ask her, because obviously the murder weapon was a gun. If she has a gun, if she uses guns, does she have access to a gun? And she's like, no, no, nah, don't touch guns. Like, I don't have one. I don't have any access to a gun. So the police, their first kind of theory is, we re- they reckon the Carla and Keon have done this together basically. They've somehow conspired together to kill Avis. So they get all the normal kind of getting the cell phone records and then when they um, finish the processing of the crime scheme they realise what kind of gun they're looking for. Um, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to tell you what type because I can't remember and it's not really important. 
Gun is a gun, sure. Yes. Gun collector then. It's the gun that shot somebody and killed someone. That kind of gun. <laughs> One that went bang. <laughs> um. So yeah. So they get a call. So while they're doing all this investigation, they get a call. Like Sharon says, ring, ring. The call. <laughs> they got a call from a lawyer um, who says that they have a very valuable piece of evidence from their client. Um, and the police is like, hmm, okay, I'm listening. And then the lawyer's like, oh, the evidence is a gun. And then the police are like, so who's your client? And the client is Carla's cousin. Yeah. So, so the police are like, okay, cool. We're gonna meet you in your, yeah. Let's meet that kind of in the in the police uh, station. My cousin not did not only snitch. He got himself lawyered up. Yeah. Uh, he, he said, he said, you ain't gonna take me down with you. Was ready. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> um, but it's smart though, really, because you're not just gonna come with the gun and be like, oh, evidence. Because the police would be like, why have you got the gun? Did you kill her? Especially a black exactly. Yeah. Giving myself up. That's smart though. Um, so, so the police talking to the cousin like, okay, cool. Tell us what's going on. What's your story? Um, and the cousin says, oh, that Carla came to him to say that oh, she was really nervous about the area that she was living in. Remember, I said that it was kind of a bit of a shady area. Mm. Um, and she, when she moved in, she'd had <clears throat> a break in when she first moved in. She was feeling a little bit nervous. She said um, he didn't think this was too weird. Obviously, considering the break in, all the family knew that she this had happened to her. Um, mm-hmm. So she was saying she thinks she might need a gun, and the cousin is like, "Okay, let's not run before we can walk. How about you try like some mace or something, like something <laughs> something else to like protect yourself?" And yeah. Carla's like, "No, no, 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 no! I want that gun. <laughs> ah. Not even a two-two taser or anything like no. that." He was about it, about it. She was like, "Give me that gun." <laughs> so the cousin is like, "Okay, fine. Yeah, that's okay. Like, I'll I'll loan you the gun." Um, so he loaned her the gun and then she returns the gun four days later. Oh, she's not scared anymore, nah. No, <laughs> she's been cured. Is, yeah. There's bullets um, missing. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. So <laughs> this obviously gets the police one second. Oh, give me a second. This obviously gets the police interested because they obviously asked Carla, do you have access to a gun? Have you ever used a gun? And she said no. Um... And then he says that when she brought the gun back, he gave it to her fully loaded. Um, and when she returned it to him, all the bullets were gone. Um, and then oh. her cousin asked her what happened to the bullets. And she claimed that, um, that she used it to, done target, to do target practice. And that's why she wanted to borrow the gun to just do target practice with it. That's where all the bullets went. Refill the gun. Mm-hmm. It's just rude, really. Even if the murder didn't happen, it's just like, impolite. Literally, you borrowed someone's <laughs> worth property, used it, and you're like, oh, you, you refill, refill it. What the hell? I've never used a gun, but I assume like gun-related stuff are not cheap. Gun etiquette. Mm. Like, bullets, I guess, are not cheap, but she could still have gone and found bullets. But, like, mm. You could buy bullets in Walmart in America. True. You can buy guns in Walmart. It's very easily accessible. That's mm. just rude. That's like you know when someone borrows something from you and then they just leak. They bring it back empty. It's like what do you like? What? Mm. And that's what makes me so. I'm just like, just keep it then. Why are you exactly? It's almost as if you want you want to be. You're trying to be rude, really. Mm. Yeah. Right. Anyway, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the murder. But the it shows that all, it shows <laughs> all of us have home training. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
so he had also loaned her a hunting knife, um, which she didn't return. But he just thought he kind of gave her the hunting knife with the with the thought that he's not going to get it back, essentially. Um, so he didn't mind. He didn't really think anything of it. So he the police every single weapon she was given. <laughs> he basically supplied the crime. The good thing he didn't give her a chainsaw. Like, what the hell? She's like, and, uh, <laughs> I'll use this, then I'll use that. Like, calm down. <laughs> um, so the police are like, thanks very much. They bring Carla back in. At this point now, she's a suspect, obviously. Um, they bring Carla in um, and arrest her as an accessory for murder because they still think that Keon was the one who did this crime. How are they dumb? Huh? Are they, can't they see what's happening? They're not they connecting the dots. dots. Um, so they think that, yeah, Carla's just covering for him, or maybe she just helped him, basically. Um, so they charged her, hoping that she would name Keon as the killer. But like women do when they're in love for some reason, she refused to speak to them. And, yeah. Never. I thought, why? Oh. I don't understand it. Because it was her. Women. It was her. <laughs> For someone that's unlikely to do the same for you, but... I know. Um, so the police search Carla's house um, to look for the knife and the shoes that caused the print on the door. So they found the shoes. Mm-hmm. They're pretty sure a match. Um, and mm-hmm. then her charge turns to two counts of murder. One for Avis and one Ooh. for the baby. Um, but yeah. they were still hoping that that would get Carla to turn on Keon they could give her like a plea deal kind of thing so the case goes why were to- they so set on this man though like it's like they were determined to like see a black man go down like it's very telling yeah mm-hmm. and it seems that's the, what was happening here because right from the start like even with the timeline of he wasn't there and then he came back and like they didn't find any gun splatter on him. Like, I would have thought immediately it would have been someone else. They were fixated on just blaming the black man. Mm-hmm. It still was his fault, though. Hold that yeah. thought. Um, the case goes to trial, right? So Carla's on trial. Um, defense argue that Keon has a motive because they said Keon didn't want this child. Like, he didn't want to be tied down with a wife and a child. And her family had said that it seemed as if um, Avis was really excited to be engaged and pregnant and Keon was just like nah, like okay I'll do it but he wasn't like super pumped to be getting married um, and he had a reputation of just being a bit of a ladies man like he just used to just kind of get around a little bit I wish um, you could see our faces like <laughs> listeners like me and Sharon are just sat here like with our mouths open like what? He's just proposing for fun. I bet it was a shut up ring. You know, some girls get shut up rings. It was. Some men do that though. Like they'll propose to you, like my brother said, just to make you, like just to keep quiet. Or they propose to you because they don't want anybody else to propose to you. Or they propose to you because they just thought, well, why not? What else are we doing? Enemies of progress. I beg. I know someone who did that and they proposed to their partner the sharp ring because I was like oh so when you get married and he, he was like mm, never I just get bothered about it and they've been together for like 10 years at this point but then a couple of years later she left him so I was like but that's why I don't do they think we're stupid huh so you give me the gun and no, not the gun so you give me the ring and I just I'm quiet that's from what, then tell me what you're thinking about <laughs> I know right mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark run <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you give the ring, and then what? She forgets that a wedding comes afterwards. Is that what they're hoping? 
that's you know what there's a lot of people who've been in long engagements my mum calls it a long-term bondage (laughs) (laughs) honestly because the the whole term it's not just you get engaged you get engaged to be married that's the bit that people are forgetting to be married yeah ah that's um that's wild and i i'm i feel so sorry for her Mm -hmm. like this i can just imagine how excited she was and like thinking that this was going to happen but at the same time not this is not to blame her but like if people could see that keon was literally just kind of like meh like why didn't someone i don't know because you can't get people out of someone's life but i wish someone had been able to save her you know Mm -hmm. hypothetically sometimes as well i feel like sometimes when we're in stuff we don't always because of feelings we kind of either excuse things or we just or we just don't really know what's happening if that makes sense sometimes people that are looking from the outside in that have a better view of what your situation actually looks like than you do sometimes yeah no yeah I was talking I was talking with this about someone last night and he was saying that he didn't realize how bad the situation he was in with someone before was until afterwards because you're Mm. you're convincing yourself that you're happy you're convincing yourself that you're like um that things are gonna go well and that that basically you're just you're 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 painting your picture of what you want it to be but you're not paying attention to what your reality is Mm. yeah Yeah, it's very common isn't it it's easy to sit on this side and be like oh but yeah i feel like we've all been there in some of course (laughs) you know but poor avis um so yeah, it's the Keon's brought to the stand. Um, he's super emotional. Although some people have said that they didn't think that they saw any actual tears coming from his eyes. Um, and he so that they ask him like, why did you um, why did you call Carlo when you got to the house instead of calling the police? And he was like, oh, he was just like so emotional. He just couldn't figure out what to, they couldn't think straight mm-hmm. about what to do. Um, that's why he called Carla because that's just yeah, kind of that's what he kind of thought he said to do first. Um, and they asked him like, "Were you planning on leaving Avis? Like, what was the situation with Carla?" And he said that oh, he wasn't planning on leaving Avis. There was no long term plans with Carla. They were just sleeping together. Um, and some people like when the courtroom said that they felt really bad for Carla at that point because the way he was talking about her was as if like she was just a porn yeah like she was just like i don't want to use the word hoe because i don't like slut shaming but like essentially i said that's how he was talking about her as if she was just like anything that got just a thought. yeah which clearly wasn't the situation if you guys were always talking all the time that wasn't what was happening but you know yeah, because, if she, because he went to go and see like it, i feel like there's so much happening in the story which on one hand i can believe and on the other i can't because on one hand i can believe that like as a black man in America, like something mm-hmm. happening and him not trusting to call the police because mm-hmm. I always think if something was to happen, how willing would I be to call the police? And I don't think often the time I would be. However, if he was willing to call her, then he obviously had a close relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm say? That's the first person he calls. Well, we presume he had a close relationship with her, but then in court to then act like she's no one. Is he doing what I said that Carla should have done, which is that distancing yourself from someone which is still shameful because there's obviously a history of black men just ready to throw black women under the bus mm-hmm. but it's kind of like if, if we're thinking smart you know move for someone who's trying to get away with murder distancing yourself away from someone is 
Is that what he's doing? Or was that yeah. how he felt about her? Who knows? Because this guy seemed to have played everyone. Yeah. In daylight. Honestly. Um, yeah, so he... So then, but he did say that he felt as if he played a part in Avis's death just simply because if he wasn't being unfaithful, there would have been no other woman to have killed his fiance. So he took mm-hmm. some of the blame in that respect. So they ask him, what's your alibi? Like, what were you doing at the time? And he says he can prove he was at basketball practice because he was flirting at the time with yet another woman who was one of the mums of one of the players. Um, on oh, but, yeah, but so this is the weird bit, right? He wasn't flirting with her kind of talking. They were texting, even though they were in the same like gym, like in the same like sports hall. So it was really doing up under G. What so a they dog. Were. Do you know my theory for this is I feel like, what do you say? He's trying to have an alibi. Yes. yes. So I feel like, because even they asked him, they were like, why did, were you texting? That's weird. If you guys were sat like feet, a couple of feet away from each other. Yeah. And he was saying, oh, that, you know, because she was the mum of one of the players, he didn't want to, he, he's previously got a bit of issue about that before and he didn't really want to start any problems. So they were trying to, trying to be secretive about it. I feel like he was trying to set up an alibi. Yeah, because you can see text, like, time stamp. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, but, but they you- can also check where you are with phone signals. Yeah. Like, those cell phone towers, they can kind of triangulate and let people know where you've been. Like, you, you think that you can move around without getting clocked, but you mm. really can't. Like, there's nobody who's off the grid, like, totally. Like, it's impossible to be off yeah. the grid now. Got a phone and a bank account. <laughs> Man. Not in any major supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> we can find you. Yeah. No, but I don't know, because it's hard to believe with this guy. On one hand, I'm like, he's so stupid, because everything he did in the initial stages seemed like they all pointed back to him and Carla. But then on the stand, a lot of what he's saying is... You can give him reasonable doubt. You can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to um, have other people see us flirting. You can, yeah, there's how many times have people been at a party, you know, feet away from each other and they're still texting each other because... Yeah. ...in your business. So, yeah, that, you know, if I was a jury and I was listening to him on the stand, that reasonable doubt, you know, as they mentioned America, that would be there. For me, he's guilty for what like the manipulation of Carla because I think he made her do it <laughs> do you know what I mean like that's what it feels like it's put it feels like a master manipulator even with his answers he's, mm. like he's always ready you know oh uh, yeah I don't disagree with you mm. um look at us thinking or me thinking I'm a big crime detective oh <laughs> <laughs> in order here I come <laughs> Um, God, I'd, I'd want to do the SVU law and order. That show bangs. Right. Yeah. That show bangs. It's when it's when near that yeah. bit when it goes, um, the especially heinous crimes uh, investigated by the SV the special victims unit. These are their stories. Dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> I love, love it. Um, um, well, I've forgotten where I was. So, yeah. So, <laughs> So he said he was texting her and the defense have argued that like the school was close enough to their house that he actually could have done it. So the, prosec- so the, um, so the prosecution was trying to say it had to be Carla. It couldn't have been 
Keon because he was at the gym. But the defence is saying it wasn't too far and that the fact that actually he was able to stop at Carla's house before and after shows that that everywhere's not too far from each other, essentially, is what they're saying. Yeah. Um, Shows that he could have done it because he stopped there before, he stopped there afterwards. There was a way that he could have done this crime. So they were trying to say that because he was at the house before, he was at the house after, that he could have potentially gone and got the gun from there. Oh, yeah. Committed the crime, brought the gun back, taken the cup in and gone home. And then also, um, Avis was found, like, what, three hours after? So mm-hmm. allegedly three hours after, so we don't know. Three hours is a long time. It is a long time. Mm. Yeah. That's um, I don't even know anymore, you know. At first I thought it was Carla, and now I'm back to Keon. Gosh, okay, where does this end? Do we ever okay. find out who it actually was? Yeah. So we're, we're coming to it. Okay, so, can't be long enough. <laughs> so the cell phone records, uh, they seem to suggest that Keon was where he said he was. Um, but they also seem to suggest that Carla's cell phone was in the vicinity of Keon and Avis's house at the time. Ah, so it placed her there. Mm. And then the ballistics came back and said that the gun that Carla borrowed from her cousin was the murder weapon, confirmed it was the murder weapon. Um, but here's the stuff that I feel if I was a, I'm not a lawyer, but if I was a person <laughs> a lawyer or in the jury, jury, I would have thought this was reasonable doubt enough. So two crime labs examined the shoes. One said that there was blood on the shoes and the blood was Avis's. Another crime lab said they didn't find any blood on the shoes. I mean, but who's... So who had it first? Oh, sorry, I don't remember. I probably shouldn't know that, shouldn't I? One That's was at the, the federal, One was at the federal... So the federal crime lab was the one that said they didn't find any blood. And I think the one that had been ordered by the... For the case, to be examined for the case, said that they did find blood. Court? Yeah, so... And I'm, then... But whose shoe was it? Was it Carla's shoe? Carla's shoes, yeah. Right, okay. Um... Mm. And then, so this is the thing as well that I feel like this is enough reasonable doubt. So the gun residue testing said that there was no gun residue on Carla, mm-hmm. but there was gun residue found in one of Keon's hands. What? Mm-hmm. It's him. So, were they there together? This is what is, it's weird, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's very Because they could have double teamed her. Like one like Keon could have shot her and Carla could have stabbed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, double teamed her. <laughs> but it's not impossible. It's not yeah. like just imagine a wrestling match going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Like rocking up like the Hardy boys. <laughs> <laughs> so in conclusion, basically, the so case wraps up, jury goes to deliberate. Um, and the defence think they've done enough for reasonable doubt to be a thing. The verdict comes back, and Carla is found guilty on both counts of murder. Wow. She's sentenced to two life sentences. Wow. Wow, are they... Oh. And you know, in America, they're like, two life sentences, they don't do it concurrently. They're just like, you'll serve one, and then the yeah. other one will start. Wow. So she, um, so she appealed the case... I think her appeal was rejected last year. Um, Or her request for appeal was rejected. What was her defence that she didn't do it? Yeah. 
Was it, she didn't do it. Who's she blaming it on? Keon. Oh, so she actually said that it was him that did it. Yeah, the defense was saying it was Keon that did it. It wasn't her. Huh? And Keon is never charged with anything. Nothing so Keon just walked away. Yeah, Keon's not charged with a single thing. Well, I don't get it. So the, the prosecution didn't charge him at all. Nope. But he was brought to the stand to. He was brought to stand to testify in Carla's case. That's a joke. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And no. Carla had a son, and they yep. didn't. It was doing a doctorate, and there was no. Yeah. And it was, so there was a, so I watched um, like a, uh, one of the episodes, I can't remember what show it was, while I was researching this, and it was her parents and Avis's parents speaking, and they were saying that, like, they both feel like they've lost a child because it was just, Carla was probably the last person you'd expect to do anything like this, because they were saying that, like, Avis and Carla, basically, if they, in any other circumstances, they could have been friends, because they were very similar, in terms of, like, yeah, both, well, Carla you know, was yeah. her man. Like both, you know, high achievers, acad- like people that, you know, into yeah. academics and stuff, really well liked. So Carla, it was a real shock to everyone that Carla, that's basically how Carla ended up. That's, that's a shock to me, because at first mm. I thought, yeah, it was definitely her that did it. But then after everything that, or, they found gun residue in his hand and they didn't. Yeah. How did they explain that away? They didn't. That's so a loose end me, if I, I've ever seen one. I am convinced. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I know exactly how it happened, but it, he had something to do with it. Definitely. He had something to do with it. But you know what? How many cases have I seen of like, like this where they like get um, people like involved? What is it called? Joint enterprise sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like even if he wasn't the one who did the shooting, he had convinced Carla to do it. What was Carla's motive? The fact that he wanted to... She wanted to be with him. Yeah. But then the court didn't see that he might have manipulated Carla to do it. I feel like he had a bigger motive. Same. I feel like he had such a bigger motive than she did. Because men are not that great. They don't slap at all. Like. For you to be killing for them like that. Mm-mm, men don't slap enough for you to, like, kill for them. Mm-mm. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know how exactly. I reckon he had something to do with it. I still not figured it out how. But he, yeah, he did. Even if it was just, like you were saying, Sharon, the manipulation around getting her to do it somehow or manipulating her into it. Because in my head, there's too many things. There's, he called her, she was the first person he called. He didn't call his parents, didn't call his siblings, didn't call anybody, family, he called her. He went to her house before and after. That to me is weird. Yeah, that is weird. And like, he went to her house after. So let's say it was Carla that, that did the murder and went home. Three hours later, Keon found her. So Keon was in Carla's house for three hours? Do you get what I mean? It's just like, it's weird. <sighs> I don't, it's just fishy. I don't feel like, thanks for the case, Damini, but I don't feel settled at the end of I'm the so day. sorry. I'm <laughs> going to bed just thinking, one, Keon is still potentially able to come and get us for chatting shit about him. Because <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Keon, we promise we're not, we're not, it's not personal, it's just business. It's just business. It's just entertainment. It's just crime. Okay. That's <laughs> crime. Involving black women that you let us stray in. Sorry, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 
No, go ahead, Danny. Sorry. No, I, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, because I've heard this case a few times, and I've watched a few episodes where they talk about this case. And you know, and it's like you're hoping someone will give you a different angle so you can understand a bit better, kind of what's going on. Yeah. I've never had any yeah. answers. It's not adding up, but you yeah. Know, I guess we, we don't get to see the whole picture. But, you know, one thing I will say is her cousin, at first I was like, okay, I saw, I understood why he snitched because if you heard a pregnant woman had been killed, regardless whether it's your cousin or not, you would, you know, want to maybe do the right thing. Yeah. Um, knowing that she got two life sentences and he got none mm-hmm. is a bit kind of like, I'm mad at that cousin. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if he hadn't said anything, I guess they'll still find the gun. You know, God works mm. and how he wants to. So yeah, part, yeah. Of me, part of me, I, I don't know if it's bad, but part of me kind of feels sorry for Carla. Because like, even if you did the murder, I feel like you both should hold responsibility. Definitely. If, let's say if Keon did it, because we don't know for certain. Mm-hmm. But you both should hold some sort of responsibility. It shouldn't be exactly. you. And that's the thing that happens with a lot of these cases where women do stuff for men. And they get. They take the blame and the men get off scot-free. Yeah. That's why you can't be laying yourself down Dang. on top of a man. Like, why? Nah. Well, you can lay yourself down on top of a man, but not for crying. <laughs> Are you giving advice there? <laughs> <laughs> well, get on top, ladies. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, sorry. Back to, back to what? Back to the topic at hand. Crime. Yeah, might show my age and the age of our listeners of the basic instinct scene, you know, right at the start, where where mobilers' advice would be really handy if they're trying to commit a crime because that's when they all lose their heads, isn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Please, we're not advocating for anything. Yeah, Yeah, please don't commit crime. Don't don't do it. It's just an entertainment podcast. It's not a how-to guide. You know. And if you follow me, I'm sorry for you, to be honest. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, like that, yeah, that case. I'm not. I'm, not I'm sorry, guys, because you both look like you both look stressed. <laughs> really I was, sorry. I was stressed because it's like, how can this man be out here with gun residue on his hand, and he really just is just able to go out and continue picking up women and flirting with this, that, and the third. Ah, man. And the idea, yeah, I don't know. The, the person I really feel sorry for in all of this, obviously, is Avis, because, like, the, the, uh, it's the kind of thing that annoys me, that, like, if you want to be doing rubbish, leave the innocent person out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, leave out she, of it. I wonder if she knew about their affair or had suspicions. Because if she didn't know, was just living her life thinking, oh, it's going to be great, I'm going to meet my baby soon, and then... But you know what, like, obviously, um, Chirea is here now, but when I was pregnant, not that it was a fear, but I kept thinking, imagine I'm just about to, like, give birth now and I find out that Curtis has been cheating on me, like, because you know you hear about it, people mm-hmm. are pregnant and they found out they Yeah, yeah. And one of the stories that I read when I was younger that stuck with me was, like, this woman who had gotten, was pregnant and was, like, eight months pregnant and got chlamydia from her partner because oh. he was sleeping with prostitutes. What? Um, and gave her chlamydia and she lost her onboard Oh mate. my God. Oh no. And I, it's not like, I thought, I, th- I remember reading, I think I was like 16 when I read that case and I was like, oh my gosh, that's horrific. So when I got pregnant, I was like, Curtis, if you put your, in any other, oh gosh. Oh, I used that to That is horrendous. Horrendous. So I, I honestly, I feel so sorry for pregnant women. You already have the stress of being pregnant and then 
dealing with a partner that's cheating. A bit mm. of me hopes that, I guess we've been shot and stabbed. Hopefully she didn't like suffer. Uh, yeah. I hope that she didn't know as well because mm. I can't imagine being pregnant and worrying about that stress too, you know. Mm. Oh, yeah, but poor Avis. Just look at all of us. We just feel deflated. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. So sorry. <laughs> The other, the other case I was going to do was, like, depressing as well. So I was just like, this evil rule, really. <laughs> well, this is only going to enhance my winter blues, isn't it? I'm yeah. so sorry. Dark. We're never yeah. going to have this for Avis, really, even though someone's in prison for it. We don't feel like it's the right person. Oh, it's not enough people. Yeah. I hope, I hope Avis, like, is haunting him. You, what, Keon? Yeah. Yeah. Just show up when he's like, when he's when he's like getting it in with the new girls. She just show up in the oh, corner of the room. Like, yeah, yeah, isn't that right? But Can you I imagine would... you cause all of that stress and then you get to just carry on. Ah. Oh, sorry, I'm getting stressed all over again. Rush, man. Have you guys seen Double Jeopardy? No. no. Well, I watched it the other day, and it's, I don't know if I want to ruin it for you, but it's like a classic. And like this woman's husband does something to her, and then he gets remarried, and then does something to like the next woman. I just think like w- when men just take out women in their lives, I'm like, how can you just keep continuing as normal? Because as much as we say like we hope Keon's being haunted, I doubt mm-hmm. it. I bet he just carry on his stupid ways with women. Do you know what I mean? Because it, what's going to make him learn his lesson? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that if he did do it, I'm hoping that there's like special punishment for him waiting. And that might not be on this in this earthly realm, but like as a believer, I feel like his he's gonna get what's coming to him and we may not ever know because obviously one, because we don't know this man. <laughs> but two, like I, I feel like everyone will atone for everything and especially if he did this shit because this is awful, so it's one of those things when like so see my mama was talking about this with that like things like karma people think oh karma doesn't always get people but it might not be in the way that you expect it to get them mm. in like some way people kind of reap what they say i i believe that to an extent part of me is just like sometimes life is just unfair exactly and then there's, I mean? some, there's some evil people just really really chopping life and really enjoying it and they're just like but you're so damn evil how come you're yeah. winning like I come here winning. Like one of your favorite villains, CMO. Oh. Queen Witch. <laughs> That's one. I forgot her name. I can never remember her name. The one from Selling Sunset who got married in the Black Wedding. Oh, Christine. Christine. <laughs> oh, my problematic fave. Problematic fave. This woman just keeps winning, but I just feel like she's such a bitch. She is. I can't use that word. But yeah, the thing is, like, I, I feel like if like, she owns it, I feel like she, she, if you were like, oh my god, you're such a bitch, she'd be like, oh my god, thank you. That <laughs> <laughs> would just make me more annoyed. I'd be like, for goodness sake. Yeah. We <laughs> find a different word. Yeah, you'd just be like, you're such a lovely person. You're such a gentle soul with a with a kind heart. And then she'd be like, oh, how dare you? But yeah, but, yeah Shout out, Christine Quinn. <laughs> Hope she listens to the podcast anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my case, guys. So I know it was stressful, but I can't. I hope it was an interesting listen. It was. it was. 
Yeah, we can't always get closure from crime, but um, we can always get a bit of entertainment. So that's part of the reason I why I don't watch. That. I don't watch cold cases because they just they they stress me out. Oh, I don't like cold case yeah. shows. I don't like them. I like some resolution. Same. They leave me yeah. so unsettled. Yeah. yeah, it's like that Netflix series, Unsolved Mysteries. I haven't started watching it because I don't want a mystery to be unsolved. I want to know the answer. It, that that show will get you really annoyed. Yeah. Because <laughs> it reminds you that like people, there's loads of people who die every day, and not all they kill. Nothing happens. Yeah. When, yeah. Whenever you watch like snaps or something, it makes you feel like if I was to get killed, they'll find my killer anyway. But yeah. Then, Cold cases ones and you're like, actually they might not. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that makes me want to leave notes like everywhere I'll be like, if, <laughs> if this happens to me, so and so did it. Like... <laughs> I once when I was younger, I once read a read a letter <laughs> read a letter and <laughs> I'm never gonna mention who, but I had an argument with this person. I wrote a letter saying, If anything happens to me, they killed me. Sharon, <laughs> <laughs> how old were you? Um, maybe like 12. <laughs> oh. I still have the letter in like a box. I might bury so that it. That must have been a really bad argument. It, it was like a, I just, it was like one of those, you know, when you're having your teenage angst of, I hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just like, they killed me. People <laughs> <laughs> really oh, angry. Dear. Yeah, but anyways. Before we sign off, I was thinking, maybe not for today, but as we're getting into the winter months and you guys are feeling more dreary, maybe yeah. like going forward, maybe like from the next episode, we can do maybe like one or one kind of sunny thing for the for the week. Just one thing yeah. that made us happy. That would be nice. What a sunny yeah. crime. Huh? What a sunny crime. No, it's just a <laughs> thing in your life. <laughs> Just a, 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 a moment of posit- positivity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just yeah, that sounds good. Like getting darker. Might be yeah. worth ending on a positive note today. So what <laughs> what positive things we take away from that one? There's no positive things to take away from that, if I'm honest with you. No, there wasn't. No. But I think I've learned that sometimes, although snitches get stitches, sometimes... They get protection. Fun. Yes, snitches get stitches, but sometimes it's good to sing like a canary. Like, <laughs> put that on the t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Merch coming soon. <laughs> snitches get stitches, but sometimes sing. <laughs> that like the asterisk at the bottom of like sometimes mm-hmm. sing on the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much for that story, Damini. Um, yes. I hope everyone listening enjoyed it as much as we did and we hope you're not as stressed out as we got (laughs) um but yeah so uh, i hope you have enjoyed this episode and spend enjoy spending time with us uh follow us on our socials at mr meanwhile pod on twitter at mr meanwhile on instagram and email us at mr meanwhile at gmail.com uh, we would love to hear from you and we would really like to hear what your thoughts on this story. Do you think Keon did it? Do you think Carla did it by herself? And uh, what would you do in your in that situation if you could have your vengeance? If you think Keon did it, tell us what you do and how you'd punish him. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's all well and good saying God will punish you, but how would you punish him? Me too, I have to have some punishment. Yeah. I know, but also help us find some positives out that story. Positivity is much, much needed. Um, And yeah, and I think next episode I will be leading, I believe. Yeah, I think it is. 
Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I've already, I already know the story that I'm going to uh, tell, but you'll have to tune in next episode to hear it. But um, Sharon, have you got any parting words from you and Chi Chi? Well, we said don't indict us. <laughs> that's the theme of this episode. It's like nothing that we say in these episodes legally should be, is legally binding or should be used against us. This is a parody account. <laughs> but uh yeah um, i really hope you enjoyed this week as much as we did so uh, we will catch you in the next episode uh, bye bye, bye.